Welcome to the BizFire Business Spotlight, where we put successful and growing small businesses right in the spotlight, give them a chance to really tell their story. I'm your host, Jim Cermak. Really excited to have you here today to talk about a really, really cool and unique small business. So excited to have on with me today on the spotlight is Rob Boom. Rob is the owner of Code Ninjas Avon, where at Code Ninjas, they make coding fun. Code Ninjas is a science and technology center where kids learn to code by building their own video games. Code Ninjas uses the martial arts model, allowing ninjas to belt up as their coding skills advance. Rob, he grew up right here in Northeast Ohio, and he's fortunate to be bringing programs to prepare our children for the future with something so exciting as having them develop their own video games and to bring something like that, which we don't find here in Northeast Ohio. Rob, welcome to the BizFire Business Spotlight. Say hello to all the listeners out there. Hey, hello, everyone. Hello, Jim. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. My pleasure. Rob, this is such a cool concept, Code Ninjas. Tell us a little bit about how it got started and, uh, and why Code Ninjas. Yeah, I'd love to, Jim. Thanks. Yeah, I'll start it with my son, actually. I, I was looking for a program for him. He's uh, He was 12 at the time, and he loves video games like a lot of the kids his age do. And I was yeah. looking for something for him to be a little more productive because he spent a lot of time on the front of the screen and it wasn't always I mean don't get me wrong it wasn't always bad but it's I was looking for something to channel that into something a little more productive and educational and then I found uh, Code Ninjas they actually have a model based on kids passion for video games and it channels that into them learning how to code and so rather than being passive consumers of the video games and of technology, they learn to be producers and they learn to create their own objects. And in our case, in our curriculum, they create their own games. So it kind of was a a really great match as far as I was concerned about taking something that kids are passionate about, channeling that toward them learning how to code and learning technology and science. That is so amazing. It's so cool. And I, I'm going to, I'm going to take myself back to my own childhood. I'm going to show my age here, but I grew up in the Atari age and I lived on my Atari (laughs) and playing those, what the games, which are today would be considered so archaic and so mundane, but oh my gosh, we loved them. So anyone who was, who grew up back in the uh, seventies and eighties, and you remember maybe sitting at the arcade, if you had the opportunity to build your own video game, I know I would have jumped at that chance. That would have been like the best thing ever to be able to do that. And, and Rob, you're giving kids that chance to do it. Yes, absolutely. How are, how are the kids? I mean, are they, are they as excited as I think I would be when, when they're going through it? Yeah, that's our goal. Our goal is to have this be a program where that parents are not dragging their kids to yet another activity. Our goal is to have, the, the kids dragging the parents. So it's, if we're doing our job right, they're having a blast and typically they, they can't wait to come in here. We want it to be their best hour of the day and we want it to be engaging and fun. And we have them working on their own pace, but they're not on their own. We've got uh, our senseis, or we call it, our instructors are called senseis. And we have them working through the kids with the kids working through their video games 
teaching them the concepts of coding. And so we're kind of sneaking in that learning, but they're, they're actually having fun while they're doing it. They, they have different projects they've got to work on. And like you mentioned in the intro, it's based on the martial arts model, like a karate yeah. class belt, yeah. so that the kids have very set milestones that they can meet and they, they can belt up as they progress through the program and they, they achieve their projects. So it's a, it's a really exciting program. It's a lot of fun. The kids can't wait to come back. We try to make it not like school because kids are in school all day or they're, or they're there in person or they're online. They're, they don't want more school. And so what we try to do is we, we make, make it fun for them. And, and they're doing video games that they love doing, but they're, they're also learning. So that's the most important part. That's so cool. So how long uh, does it take on average? I mean, obviously there's, you probably have different programs, but for a kid to be able to build their own game, does that, that take a really long time? No, not at all. We, we start out with a program called Scratch. So it's a block-based programming. There's, there's several that are out there. We find that Scratch is, is really great because kids can almost instantaneously create something that resembles a game. So what we do, we start them out with block-based where they, they don't really even need to know how to read actually to do this, but they build blocks of code and they, they go through and they can build a game pretty quickly, usually within 30 minutes or so, they can get started with their first game. What, 30 minutes? Wow, yeah. I never would have guessed. That's so, yeah. that's amazing. So we talk about coding and I think everyone kind of has an idea of what coding is. You know, you have to code. There's so many app, uh, applications with coding, with computer programming, with app development and game development, stuff like that. Why is it so important for kids to start early? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, so our, our programs start with the, our create program starts with kids uh, seven to 14. And we also have a junior program for our younger learners, uh, kindergarten through, through second grade. And what's, what's great about coding is that not only it prepares them for the future, it, it expands their horizons. They, they can explore what's the cutting edge knowledge. They can, they can use the tools that are like the latest and greatest. It improves problem solving skills. Uh, in many cases, it increases motivation. We have kids that come in here, they might be perfectionists, some of them. And what a valuable lesson they learn with coding is that mistakes are inevitable. And not only that, but they're needed to learn because nobody gets it right the first time. So debugging is a big skill that they learn in coding. And what debugging is, is basically fixing your mistakes and being able to, to circle back, being able to organize your work in such a way that you can go back and figure out why something didn't work. And it's very valuable no matter what they're doing. And then our center too, with our in-person coding, it, it also gives them an opportunity to, to socialize and, and be around other kids who like the same thing. Like we want, we want our place to be that place where they come and find their thing. So, you know, a lot of kids like sports and they play travel soccer, basketball, and, and those are great. And it's a lot of our, a lot of our learners do that too, but this is kind of a, a place where kids come who who love technology, they love computers, they love video games, and this is kind of their thing. So it, it helps with that too. It improves social skills in many cases. Um, and also it, it helps them to focus too, because technology and coding classes can help kids focus on something that they, they like doing and they can work on their attention to detail. All kinds of things are packed into there, but uh, it's basically, it's, it's using their passion for what they love and being able to, to open open doors for them. 
And as a parent, I remember when my kids were younger, they were not so young anymore, but when they were in that age group that you're talking about, that kindergarten through 14 years old, I mean, they're, that's high school. That's, uh, that's mm-hmm. the, the first, second year of high school. Uh, when they were, especially in those younger years, when they, we were trying to really figure out what did they like, uh, we put them in so many things that they just did not enjoy at all. <laughs> but and typically we were trying sports and then maybe some music lessons, this would have been amazing, especially I know my son, who was a video game junkie when he was younger. This would have been a, an ideal thing. So I would just say, hey, anyone who's listening, you've got kids and you're trying to figure out maybe that next thing. And it's not just it's not just to get them active, but it's to get their brain working. And like Rob said, so many critical things, the problem solving skills which is which that's going to carry with them throughout their entire life and the critical thinking and just really getting them passionate about the something new that is going to be that another skill that that could take them through their whole career yeah absolutely um a big uh framework for our lessons too especially with the junior program our younger learners is the engage explore enrich concept so with the engagement that's usually some unplugged activities that get learners hooked and introduce them to the, the concepts. Um, an example would be learning what an algorithm is by showing them what a recipe, like how, how would you build a recipe? Um, and then the explore phase would be, would usually involve coding activities that you give learners the opportunity to apply concepts on the screen in, in something that in the abstract, so it's not a tangible world, it's, it's on the screen. And then the, the last phase is the enrich phase, which is an additional activity to help them apply the concept in some other real world application. So in that, that case, they're getting the concept three times. So in three different, three different ways. So that in that way that it's, it's more likely to stick. It's also not boring. They're doing different activities. Um, not all of it is on the screen, but um, it's a really great way to, to learn the, the concepts. Yeah, it's such great stuff. And, and you're repeating and reinforcing. And so they will learn, especially mm-hmm. doing something that they love to do they, they, or that they yeah. really hopefully enjoy. Yeah, so, and, and when they go through the projects too, they're not, I mentioned that it's, it's self-paced, not self-taught. There are areas in the curriculum where they are instructed to, to stop and you know, grab a sensei and explain what you're doing. So in that case, even if, if somebody doesn't like asking questions, which we have all different types of learners, some ask a lot of questions and some don't like to ask any questions. And this way we make sure that they stop at certain key points in their project, and we call them sensei stops, and they have to stop and explain what they're doing. And that way they can have a dialogue and, and kind of explain, okay, why did, you, why did you do this with your game? Or how did you do this? And what concepts did you learn and kind of like pepper them with questions and just kind of get, get a sense for what they're learning and make sure that they, they are learning the concepts and as well as having fun. You know, something that, that I know comes up for, came up for me a lot. And I know a lot of parents so busy. We're so busy. We've got so much going on and the kids have got stuff going on too. So we get home from work, we've got activities, we've got family stuff, we've got other, other activities and responsibilities. And then the kids, they, they're involved uh, in maybe sports, they've got homework. Uh, how could someone fit this in? How flexible are you with your scheduling? Yeah, so it's, it's good. So our, our programs are designed to be flexible around the, the parents' schedule and the kids' schedule, because we know 
I know as a parent that kids have a lot of activities typically and between homework and school and sports and other activities, there's, there's a lot on their plates a lot of times. And so what we like to do is we, we build flexibility into our programs. So when people sign up with our programs, they're not just signing up for a specific day and time like you would for, let's say, violin lessons. You would be, usually you, you sign up for a specific time and day. And if you can't make it, you miss it for that week. Well, with Code Ninjas, if you, if you can't make it a certain day, you can always reschedule, come in a different day. And even if you miss time during one week, it can roll into another week. So whatever time you have for that week, you, you get no matter what, you can make up that time. And we have flexible hours in the evenings too, where we're here during the week, um, Monday through Thursday, four to eight. And then on Saturday, we have hours from 11 to three. So in, in the case of kids who can't make it during the week, maybe they have a lot of homework that week or something came up, um, they can always make it up on, on the Saturdays. Nice. Now you have a center there in Avon, Ohio. Tell us, uh, especially now, I mean, this, uh, uh, with the time we're going through this up unprecedented time in history, health and safety is definitely a top concern for a lot of people. And, and uh, you know, for, for maybe those parents that are a little concerned about coming in, bringing their kids, what kind of uh, safety protocols do you have in place for the parents and the families coming in? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, safety is the utmost importance for us, for the kids that come in here and, and for all staff. That's extremely important. Um, so we, we've done a few things. So number one, we've, we've had a, a mask requirement in place. So all staff and all visitors are required to wear masks at all times. And then reiterate, don't come in if you feel sick or if, if you're not feeling right, then just stay home no matter what. I mean, you're not going to lose your hours. I mentioned before about the flexibility. Um, we have reconfigured the, the classroom area to have tables be individual. We used to have kids you know, sitting two at a table and they could get in groups and we don't do that anymore. Obviously we have the, the table separated six feet apart. Um, we, we have a strict hand washing, hand sanitizing policy. So the kids, when they come in, they wash their hands or, or use hand sanitizer before they go in. We have strict cleaning protocols in place for the, the kids workstation as soon as they're done. You know, they get up, they, they, they wash their hands or sanitize their hands on the way out. And our staff sanitizes the, the laptops and the, if they're using a mouse or another screen, they, they do a thorough cleaning of that area before anybody else can come in. Um, we've also instituted scheduling so that we, we know who's coming in at what time so that we can, we can have everything set up ahead of time so that we're minimizing the moving around inside of the the dojo or, or classroom, as we call it. Mm -hmm. And we also have um, limits to the number of kids. We, we, we're probably at uh, less than half of our normal capacity because of that. So, but we want to make sure that we're not, we don't have any crowds and that we're, we're doing social distancing and, and the mask wearing at all times. Well, it sounds like you've really thought things through and, and have set up a nice, nice area there, a nice and safe area. For families that might just still be concerned and they really don't want uh, their child going into another environment, they're at school, they're playing sports, they don't want one more environment. Do you have any options for, for uh, Code Ninjas to be done virtually? Yeah, absolutely. We have, a, for our core CREATE program, we do have a, the option of doing it virtually. 
So they'll, they'll have a chance to go through the, the curriculum on what's essentially a Zoom call. So they'll, they'll have a, an instructor on the line that they won't be going through it on their own. Um, it's not gonna be like they log in and they're doing stuff and if they don't get something, they have to figure it out themselves. It, the intent is to have it just like they would be doing in the, in the dojo here. We have an instructor available and we have the ability to share screens and we can ask, like show videos and also have the chance to show them what the instructor is doing too. They, they can share their screen as well and show them what's going on with the, with the game. This is just a little bit different format, but it's the same curriculum that's, that's available virtually. That's really powerful stuff. It's so many great options for families to be able to, uh, to get their, their children doing something constructive, different, and at the same time, really preparing them for the future in so many, many ways. So Rob, that core program, the create program and the remote create just sounds fantastic. And the junior program, of course, do you have any other programs or any other uh, packages that you can offer to families? So, yeah, we actually do uh, all summer long. We offer uh, summer camps ranging from scratch last summer we had a pokemon and star wars themed and a harry potter themed scratch mm-hmm. camp and we also have really popular minecraft and roblox camps and those are extremely um, popular we also had a brand new python one which was very good it was a high demand we were getting a lot of questions about python language and we had the opportunity to to do a python camp this year so we continue to do camps when we can it's it's usually revolves around the the school schedule so whenever we have like a winter break coming up we're going to have some some camps around the corner here featuring minecraft and roblox the uh the the minecraft create one is really fun because we also incorporate a program called tinkercad and so kids learn 3d design and how to use this tinkercad tool where they design objects in the camp and then they import them into their minecraft world so the kids that sign up are typically really excited about Minecraft. And so this is a way they can learn using a different tool and incorporating that in, in their Minecraft, what they already know, um, as well as learning more about the tools within Minecraft. Because we have kids of all different levels of, of knowledge of Minecraft. We have some that are, have been using Minecraft for years and others are just beginning and they want to know a little bit more about like how to do things within Minecraft. And so it's a lot of fun to see the different levels of kids come in and, and to see what they can come up with. That's outstanding. I can only imagine, you know, I had my own favorite video games growing up. These kids that had, that get immersed in the, in the world of Minecraft of Roblox and all these other, you know, popular games to be able to come in here and actually work on something that is constructive and learning based that they can translate and put right into that game has just got to be a, such a thrill for these kids. It's, it's so cool too. And then on the last day of the camps, we typically have them share what they do. So they, they've got their, their final projects that they do, and then they can see what the other kids came up with. And it's usually a lot of fun to see the full range of what, what, what happens. Like we never know what they're going to come up with. So tell us, do you have any, pro tips for our listeners anything that that you would say uh, for those parents who are maybe trying to consider is this something I really want to look into or not what would you say to them yeah I'd say that you know coding is uh, the wave of the future and as far as uh, stem technology and stem knowledge it's it's 
very important that our kids get uh, all the STEM education they can get. The U.S. is actually behind other countries as far as coding education goes. For example, in the U.K., they start coding programs in uh, what's the equivalent of kindergarten over there. Wow. So they're starting there very young, and it's, it's basically the idea that it's going to help them regardless of what they do in the future. So it, again, I mentioned the problem-solving skills. It's going to help them with other classwork. And it's going to give them confidence. It's going to give them an edge. It's going to give them the, the knowledge that, hey, I can, I can do this and I can figure things out. And I'm not just going to be a, a passive consumer of technology. I am going to be able to control it. And I think that's a very powerful thing to have. And with young kids having this, that again, that's going to benefit them for their whole life, no matter what they do. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's so, so true. These are some, some great benefits that uh, you're going to get. Uh, if you bring your kids to Code Ninjas, you got to check it out, try to find more information. And I, the one thing that you said that I absolutely love is it's self-paced, but not self-taught. You have people here on staff to help these kids get through. So, so if there's someone who's not getting it, they don't feel like they're not being pressured to move forward. They, they go at their own pace, but you have people here to help them through the process, which is just a fantastic way to go. As they move through it, we, we, we have a, a philosophy of we positive reinforcement. So it isn't like they have a certain amount of time to get through each of the belts. It's, it's at their own pace. And as they go through, we, we celebrate each win. Every time they finish a project or a game, we make a big deal about it. And we, we also have um, the ability to share that with the parents. So when they finish a game, we have a parent portal that where the parent gets an email and they, they're notified that, hey, their child finished the game. And they have the opportunity to go in and actually share that with their child. And they can actually go in and see the game that they built. And, and hopefully the, the child can go through and kind of break down how they did things. Um, and it's kind of a neat way for that they can share what they're doing because a lot of the parents don't have a coding background and they don't have experience to to know how to do this stuff and so in many cases it's the, the kids showing the parents something that that they don't know how to do yeah. so that again as far as building up the the child's self-esteem and confidence i mean that's going to go a long way to doing that outstanding just outstanding i i love this whole concept there's I, I love everything about it it is just so cool i wish i wish you were around when my kids were younger but that's all right it's a great time right now to uh to check out code ninjas now rob what i have for every everyone that comes on on this podcast i have them bring a special offer for the audience so what do you have for our listeners today well, yeah, as a way to, to kind of introduce us and to try to check us out and see what we're all about, we, we offer a free 30-minute game-building session where the parent brings their child into the center. You can kind of see it in action, see what we're all about. Um, and then we sit them down with one of our instructors, and they, they walk them through building their own game. And typically, it's about 20, 30 minutes long, and they come out with a, a working video game. And usually the kid loves it and they want to sign up and they ask their parent when they can come back. So <laughs> we can, uh, we, we set it up during our hours and uh, again, Monday through Thursday, four to eight. And on Saturdays, 11 to three, we're here and we'd, uh, we'd love to see you. That is awesome. So what's the best way for people to get more information and, and to uh, connect with you? 
Yeah, the best way to check us out on our website, we're at uh, codeninjas.com and do the uh, search for Avon. You can search us there and also on, on Facebook, we're Code Ninjas Avon and also Instagram, same Code Ninjas Avon. All right. And I will drop the links to all of those uh, right into the show notes. So just click on the show notes button on your podcast player and you will be able to access all of that. Rob, this is so cool. This is so cool. Thank you for, for coming on today. Thank you for sharing uh, the information and uh, Code Ninjas. I love the idea. Uh, like I said, there's nothing I don't love about it, but to add in the whole ninja part of it, which is ninjas are just cool in and of themselves <laughs> but i know there's my ninjas yeah but and i remember when my kid was going through uh going through karate and going for after that first belt man that was just like that was the thing that they were they're so thrilled uh, seeing them want to achieve so that that's very very cool so thank you so much for joining uh, and everyone thanks for listening check out code ninjas get to their website uh give rob a call and go in and, and drop by and see what they have to offer. See what makes them so special. Give your kid a leg up doing something really fun that they are going to absolutely love. So, Rob, thanks so much again for joining. Everyone, thanks for listening. And we will see you next time right here in the spotlight.